there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. about Mary today, but before we get to Mary, I thought we would rewind in time to the Christmas of 2011. I don't know what you were doing in the Christmas of 2011. I know, Josh, you probably weren't even born in 2011, were you? No, no. Uh, um, But this was, I think, did we have the big freeze in like 2010, where everything like came to a standstill? So I remember at church, we'd worked really hard on our Christmas program for 2010, and it all got completely wiped. We couldn't do any of it, um, because the church in Gloucester is on the top of a hill, and so... Yeah, we just couldn't go anywhere. Um, But 2011 came around, and I was um, playing uh, piano in the worship team, Um, except back then we had the luxury of two pianists. Two pianists. So (laughs) I I know Liam. I was the the supporting pianist. So I didn't have the main part. So I thought, this is fine. I can rock up, and I can learn some chords, and it will be great. Um, and then we got to the first music practice, and our music director was fierce, okay? It was like top-notch, gold standard. You're going to practice from September, and we're going to absolutely nail this Christmas set. Um, and they said, right, here you go, Emily. You've got to play the opener to the whole concert. And I was like, oh! <laughs> um, I think there's a picture. Is there a picture? This isn't of this event, but this, this kind of thing, right? So this was no small event. This was to hundreds of people in the, uh, in the leisure centre in Gloucester. And, uh, yeah, they want me to play the opener, which, okay. So I, I was just growing in confidence. I thought, mm, maybe I can manage it. Um, but have you ever been asked to do something, well, no, or have you ever been told to do something where you really don't want to do it? And you think, well, I've said yes now, so I've got to get on and, I'll get on and do this. So um, do we have a track, Kai? Right, this is ridiculous, because if you're a musician, you might hear this and think, what's the big fuss? This um, little string part that I was playing on the synth, if it's going to work. But I had a metronome Betty in my ear. is quite unique. She l- I had a metronome in my ear that I had to stay in time with exactly, and the beat was syncopated. And, um, yeah, if you've ever played anything that's not on the beat and you've got the pressure... great song called Joyful Joyful Um, but I remember being in music practice and I just couldn't get it right and the pressure of that moment and everyone was like rolling their eyes at me like Emily you're working working on your grade seven piano why can't you just play a few chords but uh, it was really really hard going but I had to play my part I had to step up to it and I thought I'm so inadequate this is so ridiculous I can't get it right anyway on the night we managed it played it perfectly it was all it was all okay <laughs> and then I did get up and do it again in the future so it was fine um but I think we can all think of some times when perhaps we've ha- we've been told to do something and we really really didn't want to do it uh, but maybe we, we were in too deep and we had to had to get on with it um <laughs> so I don't know I don't know about you but um in my job sometimes my um so I'm a primary school teacher sometimes the head teacher will come to me and say here you've got to sort this out or You've got to get on and do this. Um, and sometimes I feel completely unqualified for it. And like, or somebody else could do a better job than, of, of me than that. So 
Um, perhaps you've had stuff landed on your plate and you feel unprepared, but you just gotta just gotta go with it. Um, or maybe it's like a change in your health or lifestyle. You've been told you need to sort this out, otherwise uh, this is not going to be very good for you. Um, when I was 23, I went for an eye test because I was having headaches. And they told me, you have to wear glasses all the time. And I'd never, ever worn glasses in my life. And I remember just being like, oh, I really, really don't want to do that. That's not part of my plan. Uh, but <laughs> contact lens wearer, <laughs> glasses wearer now. Um, it, it seemed inconvenient, but I had to get on and I had to do it. Um, or maybe Pastor Mike or Pastor Chris has come to you and said, I would like you to do this in church. And you think, <laughs> what? <laughs> and you really don't want to say yes. Um, but you kind of feel like, mm, yeah, maybe I, maybe I should. Um, and it's a challenge. Um, but there's, there's all these things around us all the time that happen um, that we just don't feel, feel good enough for, but we can get on um, and do it. And if we think about the Christmas story, which you've probably heard loads and loads and loads of times, um, we see this with Mary. So Mary was told to do something that perhaps, I don't know, but perhaps she didn't necessarily want to do. Um, so in Luke 1, verse 26, um, we read the story of when Gabriel comes to meet Mary. Um, so it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of meeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will be, um, sorry, the Lord uh, will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive in her six, was in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Mary did receive that message quite nicely. Um, but if I was just in my room and suddenly the angel Gabriel came to me and told me that my whole life plan is basically out the window and I've got to do this. Um, yeah, I mean, I think she might have been a little bit surprised. Um, scholars think that she was probably in her mid-teens, which was quite normal back then for... Um, women to be getting married, and she had her whole life ahead of her, and yet, here we go, I'm being asked to do this. Um, and, and yet, the angel Gabriel says to her that she is uh, highly favoured, and the Lord is with her, and if I was Mary, I may not have been thinking, I'm highly favoured in this moment, I might have just been thinking, you are mad. Um, <laughs> but in all of her inadequacy, in all of her confusion and her doubt, perhaps, about whether she could do this that she'd been asked to do, God wanted to partner with her ordinary to create something extraordinary. This was just, okay, <laughs> taking a step here. 
and God was going to do something absolutely incredible. And she had to choose whether she was in or whether she was out. And I love that in um, verse 38 where it says, I am the Lord's servant. Let, let it be done to me. I think that's absolutely incredible. And I wonder how she felt. I wonder whether she did just feel like we do sometimes where she just said, okay, yep, I'm in. Yep, God, I can do that. Or whether she thought, oh, my word, I better say yes just so that he goes away. <laughs> or I better say yes <laughs> just in case he asks me to do something even worse. Um, but, yeah, I wonder if she, because she, I, I think sometimes we, we willingly say yes to God. Like, oh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. I can do that. And then we backtrack and we realize, wow, that's a huge thing. Um, but I also wonder whether she realized just how much of an eternal impact that was having. That moment where she said yes, was she realizing that she was going like, to, I know the angel said to her, You're gonna, this is going to be the son of the most high. Did she really realize the impact of her saying yes and what that was going to be? Um, and today we have the opportunity to say yes to God. Perhaps he's not saying, here, carry the son, <laughs> son of God. But there's lots of things that God's talked to us about. And there's things that he wants to do with us. And not just us collectively, us individually. Um, because he wants to partner with your ordinary to create something extraordinary. And there's so many times that we can just doubt that. But that's the truth today. He wants to partner with your ordinary to make something extraordinary. And you, um, you might doubt that God even has a plan for your life. But the Bible is full of scriptures that tell us that he's created us and he knows us and he wants to do things with us. Um, just one example, Psalm 139, there's loads of things in here about what God says to us. But um, verse 16 says, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious are your thoughts, O God? How vast is the sum of them? God looks at us and he's just so proud of what he's created and he wants to do more than just where we would like to be comfortable. Um, so maybe you've been following Jesus and um, you have said, yes, I am going to do X, Y, and Z for you, God. Maybe he's called you to a place. Maybe he's asked you to step into a career. Maybe um, it's something in church. Maybe there's probably things in your mind that you know that God has said, I've given you this gift and this is what I want to do with you. And maybe like Mary, today you stand here and you're thinking, great, yeah, I said yes to God. But then also in your mind you're backtracking thinking, mm, and maybe you're just keeping it at arm's length. Like, Ugh. I know personally there's stuff in my life <laughs> where God has said, go. And I'm like, okay, see you in a bit, maybe. <laughs> so I'm speaking to myself as well um, today. But... Um, like Mary had all of this fear and these things around her that, that would, would suggest this is not the right time or the right place. We can feel that too. And yet yeah, God still wants to do something, something new with us. He wants to do the extraordinary. Um, so in, must have been about four years ago now, uh, we were away at a leaders weekend. Um, and Mike and Danny were there. And I can't say I'd really spoken to you two before, before that. Um, obviously seeing them around. Um, we were just having this conversation, and I just felt in my spirit, God just say, like, oh, you should go and help them in Bristol. <laughs> okay, that's a nice thought. Um, <laughs> I was very happy in Gloucester. <laughs> um, and then as the weekend went on, I was just thinking about it more and more, and I just felt like God was saying, you should go and help them in church and, you know, see what you can do. Um, 
And I kind of think I said yes, but no. And I was doing that, mm, maybe. I've pu just pushed it to the side. And I probably pushed it away for about two months. And I thought, no, I, I'm, still, I'm still thinking about this. God has told me you should go and help. Um, so I sent a reluctant email to Simon Jarvis and said, would Mike and Danny like any help? <laughs> um, but actually, what I just thought was like an ordinary offer of, well, I've got some time. Maybe I can go and help. Um, turned into something extraordinary because we said yes. We came here one Sunday and thought, oh, this is where we want to be. This is where we want to serve God. Um, so, yeah, uh, there were a lot of reasons why I didn't want to come. I didn't want to travel down the M5. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't want to leave the departments where I was serving in Gloucester. I didn't want to leave my friends. didn't want to leave my family. And, yeah, we still see them all the time. But I thought, what, what have I got to give here, God? Um, but it's not about what I think, and it's not about... <laughs> all my list of excuses. It's about what God wants to do. Um, and so if that's you today, I just want to encourage you that if God has asked you to do something and you've said yes, just jump in because uh, you have absolutely no idea about uh, what he has on the other side. Um, and maybe like Mary, so she comes back to Gabriel and says, well, how will this be? I'm, I'm a virgin. Like I've got these questions. It's okay for us to question why God would ask us to do something. It's okay to come to him and say, but this, 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 this. We wouldn't be human if we didn't have questions. Um, but it's absolutely, that's absolutely okay. And what I find amazing about um, Gabriel's response is that he, instead of letting Mary just sit in her doubt and just say, calm down, Mary, calm down, Mary, um, he, he points to the fact that Elizabeth has had this miraculous breakthrough um, so he's pointing to the fact that God can do so much more if we just trust him. So um, he says, well, even Elizabeth, who's too old to have a baby, she's, having, she's, in, she's six months in. Um, <laughs> and so I think if, you, if you're coming to God with questions today and saying, well, how, remind yourself of what he has done in your life previously. Even if you have to make a list or write it all down. I remember when God did this for me and this for me. I remember when he provided this. I remember when he helped me this way. Or if you don't have anything, the Bible is full of stories where God has done miracles and used people in bizarre circumstances. Or still, go and ask a friend. There's loads of people in this room today that can tell you, oh, uh, God did this, this, and this when he asked me uh, to do this job or took me to this place. So allow other people's testimony and your own testimony to build your faith to go and step into the extraordinary that God has for you. Because um, we can talk ourselves out of it very quickly. I know I can. Um, so think practically, how can you enable yourself to step into it? Um, and it says in the Bible that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did for people here in the Bible, the miraculous that he did, the miraculous that he did for your friend, the way that he's led me here to Bristol, let that encourage you that... Um, He's, he's the same, he, and he constantly wants to partner with us um, in the extraordinary. Um, or maybe uh, you might be here today, and you've never even said yes to following God. I know Mike just gave this incredible opportunity to say yes to Jesus, and if you've made that decision today, that is a life-changing decision. Um, but maybe you heard what Mike was saying, and you still counted yourself out. Maybe you still thought, I'm not good enough. How can I ever be worthy of coming to know Jesus? How can I, in all of this mess, 
um, in all of the stuff that I'm surrounded by. How can Jesus look at me? But he came and he died for you as much as he died for Pastor Mike. He, Jesus loves you so much. And um, yeah, as we read, God's created you and knows you and he wants to be in a relationship with you. Um, and yeah, just push your circumstances aside and push your stuff aside because we've all got stuff. And it's just Jesus just wants you and he wants to do uh, incredible things in life and take you from just an ordinary existence to extraordinary. And he will do far beyond anything that you can imagine. Um, I was going to read, actually. This is how in sync we are today. I was going to read John 3, verse 16 and 17. I'll read it to you again. Um, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believed in him should not per perish but have eternal life. Well, it takes us that step. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus doesn't look at you today and say, you're not good enough. You might feel like you're not good enough. You might think like you haven't got st stuff together. But he didn't come to condemn. He came to save. And that's for once and for all. And that is finished. And if you want to be part of his plan today, all you have to do is accept Jesus and say, yes, I'm in. I can do that. We'll do this together. So I just have a very simple question for us today. And that is, will you take your place and allow God to partner with your ordinary to make something extraordinary? And whether that's saying yes to Jesus for the first time, yes, I'm in God, yes, even in my rubbish, however I'm feeling, I'm, I'm saying yes to you, then let's do it. Or whether that is, you've been a Christian for years and years, and you know that God has called you to do something new, um, has asked you to go on a new adventure. Let's, let's come to him again today and say, here I am, Jesus. Just like Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let your word to me be fulfilled. And there is a whole family of church here that will get around you if there's stuff that you know that you've been called to, but you're scared. That's okay. God's with you and we're with you and we encourage you. Um, but yeah, that's, I know at the end of the year, if you're anything like me, you start to wind down, you start to relax, you know, nearly Christmas. We'll think about like life plans when we get back into 2023. But today, let's make that commitment again to say, Jesus, here I am. And just whatever it is you've called me to, even if that scares me, even if I feel like I could want to run far away, even if I feel like this is not ideal, this is not my plan. Let your will be done to me. Uh, yeah, your will be done in me today.